Big foe. Yeah, Look, why you saying we talk it ain't lasting? Oh, but you liking my story, you gassing me. Are you gonna rap or be an athlete? If I'm still doing both, why you asking me? Real rich when I shop, I need cash receipts. Wake up and ball, get the cash repeat. Got the city on lock, I been had the key. You can't pay for the feature, don't ask the fee. Let's go, you got it. We back. Flage. Oh, she going crazy. Big foe. You got it. We back. Episode 49. Let's go. Fly J. Let's go. National champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go, man. Let's get into it, man. Big foe. Yeah, you got it. Episode forty nine. We right back at you. Of course, of course. If you haven't been paying attention today, you know why we started the episode with that. Uh, shout out to Flaje and, and and the rest of the LSU Tigers for bringing home that national championship. Uh, I believe she was the freshman. She was ten point seven rebounds, four assists. Uh, definitely contributed um, to the victory. Also, I think Flaje is signed too. She's actually a real rapper. She's also signed too. Not sure who she's signed to. I want to say it's. Uh, I can't remember who she signed to, but she is actually signed as a rapper. But listen, man, shout out to LSU, man. They did it, man. I mean, I, I think we kind of knew what was going to happen when they played Iowa. Uh, shout out to Caitlin Clark. Um. Oh, yeah, okay. So, so Flaje, she signed, signed a leveled up music group. I thought it was a bigger bigger name than that, but nonetheless, though, uh, shout out to LSU for bringing home that victory. Um, listen, her and Angel Reese definitely balled out. Angel Reese had another double-double, 15 points, 10 rebounds, and was named... Uh, most outstanding player of the the tournament, and I believe she had a double double this whole tournament, all six games. So, I mean, of course, you know, there's there's definitely always going to be 
you know, a little bit of controversy in the victory. But oh, but let, let's oh, let me not let me not forget to shout out Jasmine Carson, um, Miss Mid Range, okay, twenty two points. Uh, off the bench, she definitely was balling. I mean, listen, LSU, they they you know, they definitely had a good game, man. You know what I mean? Carson five or six from three, and and they you know they they brought it to to Iowa. Kaylin Clark, though, I mean, that's not like she wasn't the story. She finished with 30 points on 9 to 22 shooting. Eight assists, but she did have six turnovers. And she was in foul trouble for most of the game. Um, You know, I mean, there's definitely, you know what I mean? Oh, oh, and shout out to Alexis Morris, who also had 21. She balled out as well. That was Miss Mid-Range, my fault. That was uh, Carson hit all the threes. Alexis Morris was Miss Mid-Range. She was the one that just kept pulling up off that pick and roll, hitting that midi and getting busy. Um, And listen, man, I know there's there's a lot of talk about the refs of the game. And I'm listen, I watched the game. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say the refs had anything to do with that game. Were there some questionable calls? Yes. Was Caitlin Clark in foul trouble? Yes, she was. Um, but was Angel Reese in foul trouble? Yes, she was as well. Would we like to see them not in foul trouble? Of course. Of course, anytime there's a you know a big time game like that, you want to see that you want to see the stars play. You know what I mean? But you know, I mean it was a good game, man. I mean, well, actually it was it was it was a decent game. It was pretty much a blowout. I think it was 102 85 LSU. And Kayla Clark, I mean, she she had a good run. You know what I mean? I think it was just a, a bad matchup <clears throat> for Iowa in regards to LSU having people that could actually shoot. So that kind of changed things. I mean, you know, when they played uh, South Carolina, they didn't have any anybody else that could shoot, so they packed the paint on them. They couldn't really do that with LSU. And at the end of the day, Iowa's players, just they just can't guard individually. So that kind of, they got exposed. You know what I mean? That just goes to show you that matchups matter. Do I believe LSU beats beats South Carolina like that? No, I don't. I, I believe South Carolina wins that game. But they were, you know, they were a good matchup, a bad, well, a bad matchup for Iowa. Iowa just couldn't match up with them. Kaylin Clark, she definitely balled out. I mean, listen, we got nothing to take from her at all. She she was, you know what I mean? She was outstanding for most of the tournament. And we got really nothing to say, man. Of course there's of course there's always gonna be some some negative talk, some backlash about, you know, what what uh Angel Reese did in regards to um you know, giving her the I don't know, whatever the, the hand over the hand gesture over the face is called. Uh the you can't see me taunt is what they're calling it. And, of course, the narrative is always, I mean, I guess you should have seen this coming. <clears throat> Caitlin Clark did the same exact gesture Angel Reese did in the Elite Eight. And it was praised uh, as her being competitive and, you know, the, I mean, she was praised for doing it. Now that Angel Reese has done it, it's she's immediately received all types of backlash for it. And... But you know, but but she also gave props to Caitlin Clark. 
You know what I mean? Reset Caitlin Clark is a hell of a player. But she don't take the disrespect lightly. She disrespected Alexis and South Carolina. And they're still her SEC girls too. You're not gonna disrespect them either. So I mean she she took it she took it personal. I mean she took it personal. But I mean they're both competitors. And I just don't like the narrative being spun in regards to Angel Reese doing the same exact thing that Caitlin Clark did and her getting backlash for it. You know what I mean? Like the double standard is real. And I, that's a whole bigger situation that I don't really want to get into right now because that opens a whole nother can. Um, and I don't really, you know, I want to I, I want to focus on the game. But I do want to play this soundbite from Angel Reese. And, of course, we are going to play this soundbite from Don Staley, which is kind of, kind of piggybacking to what Angel Reese is about to say. So let's just kind of, let's, let's kind of get into this right now. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, all year I was critiqued about who I was. Nobody, I don't, yeah, yeah, the narrative, I don't fit the narrative. I don't fit in the box that y'all want me to be in. I'm too hood. I'm too ghetto. Y'all told me that all year. But when other people do it, y'all don't say nothing. So this was for the girls that look like me, that's going to speak up on what they, they believe in. It's unapologetically you. And that's what I did it for tonight. This was for the more than, it was just bigger than me tonight. It was bigger than me. Twitter is going to go in a rage every time. And, I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I feel like I've grown, helped grow women's basketball this year. I'm super happy and excited. So I'm looking forward to celebrating in the next season. And and nothing. She I, I hear no lies right there. I hear no lies, man. She did help grow women's basketball. She was unapologetically unapologetically her while doing so. She was doing TikTok dances. You know what I mean? After getting AM ones on the court. I mean, listen, that that's the that's the, the day and age that we are right that we're in right now. Okay? That's the new age player. And that's that's just what it is, you know what I mean? The whole thing about, you know, how they called her a thug and, and, and this, that, and the third. I mean, that's – I don't know who's calling her that, but whoever is doing that is wrong, you know what I mean? You, sh- you should never be saying that about – essentially, these are – I mean, they're in college, but they're still kids, you know what I mean? So, so th- those words should never be used, thugs, hood. Those words should not be used um, when describing those players. They're not professionals yet. You know, when once you're a pro, I think it's a little different. But when you're still in college, you're technically still a kid. So, um, but I, you know, I, I appreciate Angel Reese and, and how she is and how she approaches the game, how she's active on social media. And I believe it was JJ Reddick. I think he, think he said something last week in regards to, you know what I mean. They were talking about Jordan and LeBron and. and you know, LeBron having to play through this whole social media era. It, it is different. You know what I mean? Athletics is different in this era. That's just the reality. Um, So, you know, you got to adjust. You know what I mean? You got to adjust. In regards to, you know, her and Caitlin Clark doing the same exact thing and, and the narrative being spun about her not being um bad, it being bad sportsmanship, I mean, I could have seen that coming a mile away. I could have seen it coming a mile away, man. But uh, so that that leads me in the in the Don Staley's comments. You know what I mean about what people were saying about her her players and her team, and 
just it's just bad, man. These these words should not be used about college athletes. So I I I I have to play this snip. I have to play this soundbite. I have to. I, I mean, I have no choice, man, because I believe that this soundbite needs to be heard. truth about our team okay it's a good question okay um we're not bar fighters we're not thugs we're not monkeys we're not street fighters um this team exemplifies how you need to approach basketball on the court and off the court and i do think that I do think that that's sometimes brought into the game and it, and it, and it hurts. Okay. Um, and I do think that some of, uh, I'm going to say it cause I said I was going to say it, whether we lost or whether we won some of the people in the media, when you're gathering in public, you're saying things about our team and you're being heard. And it's being brought back to me. Okay. And these are the people that write nationally for our, for our sport. So you can, you cannot like our team. Okay. You cannot like me. Um, but when you say things that you probably should be saying, um, in your home on the phone or texting out in public and you're being heard and you are a national writer for our sport. It just confirms, just confirms what what we already know. So watch what you say when you're in public and you're talking about my team in particular. Just watch what you say about our team because it's wrong. You, you got young lives who are really, if you really knew them, if you really knew them, like you really want to know other players that represent this game, you would think differently. So don't judge us by the color of our skin. Okay. Judge us by how we approach the game. And you may not like how we play the game. You may not like it. That's the way we play. That's the way we, that's the way I coach. I'm not changing. We found success in it. And maybe some days like today, we end up on the losing side of the, the stick. But guess what? We live to see another day. We live to see um, the comeback next year and try to do this again. Because I'm not changing. I'm not changing. But I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Shout out to, to Don Staley, man, for just, you know what I mean, standing up for our players. That is what a coach is supposed to do. And it and it and it's it's no surprise that she gets the top players because she's gonna fight for her players and her players are, are willing to go through a wall for her. Just based off those comments, you could tell that she's a players coach and but the but the sad thing about it is I don't know like who's calling her players monkeys and thugs? Like who's doing that? Because if you are doing that, that that's that's wrong. It, it's not right. No matter how you look at it, man, that that is not right. I'm not a fan uh, of any of that. Um, 
And I believe that the, that the people that that she's talking about, they should be called out, man. You should put a name on that. You know, if, if the people that are you know covering women's college women's basketball are saying things of that nature behind closed doors or, or where people can hear them at, they should be exposed. And I and I would like them to be exposed. I wish I wish Don Staley would have put a name on that. Um, just for the simple fact that that I mean, that's bad reporting. Okay, that is bad reporting. I'm not saying that whoever's saying that is a bad reporter, but using those type of words about college athletes is bad. So I don't. But let's get back to the game. I don't want to. I don't want to stay on on that because I don't want to take away from, you know. The platform that you know women's college basketball was on this weekend. Um, you know Iowa definitely they beat a, a very good South Carolina team that was undefeated. You know thirty five and zero had won the last I think seventy one or seventy two games. And Caitlin Clark she showed out in that game to get them to the finals. They just came up a little bit short. LSU beat a very good Virginia Tech team. And went on to win the championship. So for for women's college basketball, it was a very good weekend for them. So let's you know I don't want to I don't want to kind of stay on. Let's not let's not talk about the negative in regards to what happened this weekend for college basketball. It should be addressed, but let's try to you know let's not make it the main thing. Um, because we you know we we were treated to to a, a very excellent weekend. Okay, not not no, not only on the men's side, but on the women's side. So if I if I want to you know say something about women's college basketball right now, I mean, listen, this is it. Everyone I associate with is thriving in abundance, limitless. Yeah, women's college basketball is thriving in abundance, limitless. Okay, that that's where it's at right now. And it's good to see it was a good national championship game. And, you know, shout out to uh, shout out to LSU, man. Shout out to LSU for bringing that home. Um, on the men's side, of course, we got the men's national championship game tomorrow. Um, yesterday, you know, we had a very good game with uh, San Diego State and Florida Atlantic that came down to the last second. San Diego State had trail. I think they were down 14 at halftime. Um, Lamont Butler hit a pull-up jumper at the buzzer to propel San Diego State to the national championship and the comeback victory to win 71-70 over uh, Florida Atlantic and UConn. Um, they definitely pretty much dominated against Miami, 72-59. UConn looks very strong. Okay, they look very strong. This will be San Diego State's first time in the national championship game. Um, it'll be the first time in the championship game for UConn since 2014. And when I think about the matchup and how it could potentially go, I, I, San Diego State's going to have a hard time beating UConn. They are. Because UConn, they just have a lot of size. Uh, with Sonogo, he dominates the paint. I think if San Diego State's going to have a chance, they're going to have to get Sonogo in foul trouble and the backup big. They need to get him in foul trouble as well. 
They gotta they gotta limit Hawkins, Jordan Hawkins, three point catch and shooting abilities. They're gonna have to limit that as well. And they're gonna have to make this into pretty much, you know, a dog fight. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to make this into a playground game. That's 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 the way to I see San Diego State winning this game. It's gonna have to be a defensive battle. Um, UConn, they can score a lot of points. So from what I've seen from them so far this tournament, they've won every game by at least 15 points, except for the last game when they beat Miami by uh, 12, I believe it was, 13 points. That's the closest anybody's been to UConn. So they have a strong offense, man. You know, they've they've put every team um, en route to this Final Four in this championship game on Stressing Street, just pretty much just stressing out over how to figure it out. How to figure out how to stop them. They got length on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Danny Hurley does a good job of calling plays and, and running sets and getting his players and, and putting them in position to take quality shots. They have guard play. They got bigs. They got rim protection. I mean, UConn's a tough, man. When I, when I think about it, they have eight losses, and I'm trying to figure out, like, how did this team get beat eight times? They lost to Marquette twice. They lost to Xavier twice. Xavier is a very good team. They lost to Creighton, I believe, once. Providence once. So, I mean, yeah, listen, that, that just goes to show that the Big East, they were a little bit better than what some people thought. They were a little bit better than what some people thought. So, shout out to the Big East, man. I mean, they, they kind of represented this year. They they did a good job in the tournament. They are not regarded as one of the better Power Five conferences, but they represented and they showed up and showed out this year. So, if I have to give my prediction for the game tomorrow, I'm going with the underdog, man. I'm going with San Diego State. Is is it gonna happen? Most likely no. But I wouldn't mind seeing it happen. You know what I mean? Butler, Tramel, I wouldn't mind seeing those guys uh pull off an upset. Cause it's definitely gonna be an upset. I believe going into the final four, you definitely you know, UConn was the favorite for sure out of those four teams that were left. And they're still the prohibited favorite going into tomorrow's game. So I'm going to be tuned in. I can't wait to watch. I'm excited to watch. And I'm looking forward to the game. It's going to be a sad day because it'll be the end of college basketball. And listen, March Madness has been a treat this year so far. The Madness has, has lived up to its name as it does every year. You know, this tournament is is the you know the best event in sports to me. And, you know, I've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it, huh? So it's going to be a sad day tomorrow. I'm going to be sad, at least. But, uh, yeah, man, my prediction is San Diego State. Um, am I confident in, in my prediction? No, I'm not. I believe UConn probably, they're probably 95% chance going to beat San Diego State. There is a small chance that uh, that San Diego State wins. Very small chance. Can they get it done? Yes, they can. You know what I mean? They've gotten this far. So, can they go in and beat you? You know UConn. Yeah, UConn is undefeated out of conference. They have not lost a game out of conference. So San Diego State does not have a lot of time to prep for UConn. So that that's another thing in regards to you know what's going on 
in this game. But listen, I, I like their chances. I've seen them, you know, pretty much win two games back to back where they were trailing most of the game. And they just showed a lot of a lot of skill and will, you know, to come back and move on and survive in advance, which is the name of the game in March. So tune in tomorrow. You know what's going down. Um, National Championship game, San Diego, San Diego State, and UConn. I believe it's on CBS. And yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. Definitely looking forward to it. But uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's all I I pretty much got for for the uh for the sports for today, man. I mean, I didn't want to. I'm I'm already what almost halfway through this episode. And oh, and let me let me just you know what speaking since we're still talking on you know what I mean college sports and 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 hoops and whatnot. Victor Wambanyama, Wimbanyama. He did something today that I've never seen anybody do in my life. And I don't think, no, if I'll ever see it again. Victor Wimbanyama shot a three-pointer. Okay? He shot a three-pointer, a step-back three at that. Mind you, this dude is 7'4", I believe. 7'4", something like that. He shoots a step-back three-pointer. All right? He misses. Front iron. This man goes and gets the rebound off his own step back three and tip dunks it. Yeah, you heard yeah, you heard me right. Okay, Victor Wimbanyama shoots a step back three pointer from the from the NBA line. Shoots it. It hits front front iron, front rim. He runs in there for the rebound, gets the rebound. One-handed and tips dunks it off his own shot. I've never seen that before. Okay, I've ne- I've never seen that before. I don't know if I'll ever see that again. To be honest with you, I I I don't know. But man, talk about you know what I mean. Talk about a play that is just you know like just unbelievable. Just an unbelievable play, man. Um, of course, you know, they got him going um first round in the draft, first pick overall. Um, but yeah, man, Victor Wimbanyama, man. So we'll, you you I mean, of course you'll definitely hear a lot from him, you know, with the draft coming up. But uh man, talk about a play, man. And shout out to to my homie, Jalen Hood Shafino, uh declaring for the draft. Congratulations to him. Uh, in the fam, he'll be a first round pick, hopefully a lottery pick. You know what I mean? It's a six five point guard, can do it all. Definitely ready to run a team in the NBA. Has NBA size, NBA skill set. So I'm looking forward to watching him walk across the stage. But uh, yeah, I wanted to give a shout out to him as well. Um, that's definitely family. So prop, you know, happy to see what he got going on. And. Um, yeah, man. So let's let's kind of get out to sports. I wanted to get into some Lamar Jackson talk, but but I kind of we're gonna move on from that right now. We might go, we might come back to it. We might come back to it. We'll, we'll see. Depends on if I feel like extending this episode. But we're gonna get into this no no of the week, um, right now, and 
This week's no-no goes to uh, Michael Mastion. Mastion. Okay, Michael Mastion is a water plant worker, and he's been arrested and fired from his job after a video showed him urinating in the water supply at Ascension, at, at Ascension Louisiana plant earlier this month. Okay, uh, the Ascension, Ascension Parish Sheriff's Office confirmed the worker seen in this disturbing footage was identified as the 57-year-old Michael Mastion after the video of the March 19th incident surfaced. He was arrested on two counts of contaminating water supplies and two counts criminal damage to a critical infrastructure. In the clip, he could be seen walking up to a surveillance camera in an attempt to not show his lower body and water in the frame. He then stands over the water for just over a minute and then walks back to the camera to move it back to the position it was originally in. Officials were only notified of the incident a few days after it happened, although Ascension President Clint Cointment said the urine did not pose a health issue to the local community. According to Mr. Cointment, at no time was the public in danger. All water samples taken to date are in good standing and meet all safe water drinking requirements. Um, Listen, man, <laughs> he goes on to say, I find this conduct disgusting and unacceptable. Of course, you know that. Of course, that conduct is disgusting and unacceptable. Michael Mastion, Mastion, however you pronounce his last name. That is some of the most sickening stuff you could do. Okay. That's probably the nastiest thing that someone can do. And uh, listen, I know people pee in public pools and, and stuff like that, but nobody's drinking that water. That's different. You're peeing in the public water supply that the whole community is drinking. That's got to be some of the nastiest stuff. And, and listen, we, we're not going to act like, like COVID and, and ain't still going on out here. People still getting sick. So the germs and all that is still is still a major issue. They still putting out you know commercials to you know what I mean to get booster shots and all that, and you got the audacity, the the unmitigated gall to piss in the water. That's that's come on man, that's crazy. Like you got to be sick in the head to even think to do something like that. I mean I I don't even I. I like I, I can't fathom even thinking about doing something like that. So what in your might, you know, in your right mind would tell you, you know what, I'm gonna just go ahead on over here and piss in this water, in the water supply. Let me let me rephrase that. Not piss in the water, in the water supply that people drink out of. Now listen, I know there's probably hundreds of thousands of gallons of water in there, and. His his you know urine is probably a small fraction of what's in the water, but that doesn't change the fact that it's it's in it's in the water. You know what I mean? Whatever water they had that he peed in, they should have threw the whole thing away. I don't care what water samples they take, and you know, you're not cleaning that out. You got to throw the whole tank away. So I'm so they're getting part of this no no of the week because you got to throw the whole tank away. I don't care if you're taking samples of that. If you see a man pissing the water. That's supposed to be consumed for drinking purposes, and you don't throw the whole water away. Yes, you're wrong. You're in the wrong too. Okay, so listen, man, Michael Mastion, this no no is for you. 
This this is a disgusting no no, and it's just something that I just can't go for. Just a disgusting no no, man. Just a simply disgusting no no. Man, that that was oh my gosh, bro. Um so let's kinda let's kinda transition. Um what else what else we gonna get into? Let's get it oh let's get into the Power Ghost recap, okay, of the last episode. And listen, the last episode was fire. I like where the season is going. I like I like what what's going on with Tariq and and Effie and how they you know what I mean. He talked to Effie about about kind of being like Tasha and, and you know what I mean and being his Tasha and I, I like that man. I like what was going on with that. Um, what I don't like is. The storyline about Diana, about Salim. I don't like this dude. I'm starting to get worried about him. Okay, if you haven't been watching Salim as the teacher's assistant, uh, he's kind of befriended Diana, who who basically is out there on her own. Tariq is with Effie. Diana is at Stansfield. She's at the school by herself. She's not really, you know, in the family business right now, at least until at the beginning of this episode, she wasn't. Um, of course, at the end of the episode... Uh, Lorenzo definitely, you know, Poppy definitely comes up and gives her a bag and, and wants her to start moving, moving weight at Stansfield campus. But she's pretty much kind of by herself and she's befriended this Salim dude who she doesn't know from a can of paint. And now he has Googled her and knows about, you know, her family and just, you know what I mean? He like, he's just doing too much and I don't trust him at all. And for some reason, I feel like he's Noma's muscle right here man i feel like he's noma's son or or noma's muscle son or relative or something to that nature man this dude is not just a ta teacher's assistant he's not he's not just getting with diana for no reason he has to have some sort of angle i just don't know what it is yet and i hope diana sees it sooner than later um kane listen kane Kane is 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 definitely he listen, Kane is the man right now. I can't even front. He running everything. He making sure everything gets taken care of. He's the muscle. Uh he's the decision maker. I don't like how he's doing Lorenzo, but I do like him, you know, kind of being in charge though for 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 yeah, I ain't gonna say for being in charge, but I like him, you know, handling business. Um I do I do think that he needs to watch out for Lorenzo and Diana though. So, you know, once Diana finds out that you know he's kind of blackmailing Poppy, Lorenzo, that could that's not gonna go well with Diana. You know what I mean? She loves she loves you know her daddy. So that's not gonna go over too well with her. Uh Drew, Drew is definitely, you know, he's in he's love struck by Everett right now. I don't really know. You know, kind of where that's going, um, but he's, you know what I mean. He's just kind of doing his own thing, but he's still taking care of business. You know, he's kind of helped. He's kind of helped uh, 
Brayton and Tariq moved their business um, to Wall Street by taking out the competition. So, you know, Drew still has some ruthlessness in him. Ruthlessness in him. And, um, yeah, man. Oh, and one other thing that I, I did not like either was the whole uh, switch up of Red Man, of Theo. What happened to Red Man? Like, did the Red Man only get paid for one season? They didn't want to bring Red Man back? They act like we was not going to notice that Red Man, that the Theo has changed? You know what I mean? Like, come on, Power. I didn't like that. I like Red Man in that role. I didn't like the dude. I'm not going to say I don't like him. I just wanted, I, I like Red Man better. So I'm not sure what happened with that. Because, I mean, Red Man and Method Man on-screen chemistry is undeniable. I mean, if you ever seen how high, you already know. So I didn't, I, I didn't really like that switch up of that. Um, but you know what I mean. You know, I, I guess we got to deal with it. Um, because I did want to see, I did want to see where the storyline of Davis and, and Theo was going. I want to see where it's going. I'm interested. But you know, I'm still as interested. But I was more interested with Red Man because I wanted to see Red Man and Method Man on the screen. Um, but yeah, they just switched him out like like it was no big deal. You know what I mean? They did a decent job of making him look kind of like Red Man, but still not the same. Um, nonetheless, though, you know, Power Power Book Ghost, three episodes in, fire. Okay, I like how Tariq and, and Brayton moved the you know the business to Wall Street. Effie about to be up Stansfield. Diana about to be up Stansfield. Yeah, I like it. I like where they're going. You know what I mean? They got a lot of work. They got a plan. I like where they're going. Brayton, you you want to do something, man. You want to do something right now. I mean, people are trying to say you Tommy. No, you're not. Tommy got bodies. Tommy got a lot of bodies. Tommy was not scared to, to get a body. So I think that's the difference between you and Tommy, which is, is not a bad thing. You know what I mean? Because you might be a little bit smarter. Or I ain't going to say smarter than Tommy was, but less hot-headed. Let me rephrase that. You might be a little bit less hot-headed than Tommy was, but at some point, you're going to have to catch one. You're going to have to catch one. It's inevitable. Even Tasha caught one. Even Tasha killed somebody less, you know, in power. So at some point, you're going to have to get one. It, it just comes with the territory. So, um, you know, of course, everybody thinks, you know, you killed Lauren, but that, that's not what happened. But you gonna have to get your hands dirty, man. You you did you put in some work last you know last season with Kane, but at some point you might have to get your hands dirty, man. That's what it's looking like. As of right now, you you still good. But listen, man, the new season is fire right now. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, yeah, man. Tune in if you ain't tuned in, man. You know what I'm saying? Tune in if you ain't tuned in. Next episode comes out um, this Friday um, at, well, Thursday at midnight, Friday at 9, 9 o'clock. And um, yeah, man, I mean, they four episodes in, it's fire right now. So definitely tune in, man. Um Let's kind of let's kind of stay in the entertainment right now. Got to talk about what happened with the Breakfast Club. Of course, shout out to Envy and Charlemagne. 
Um, they have been signed to a contract. They will be airing on BET, um, BET and iHeartMedia uh, announced a partnership that's going to bring the Breakfast Club to BET programming and VH1 uh, beginning Monday, April 17th at 9 a.m. Um, all episodes will also be available to stream every Sunday on BET+. Plus. Um, listen, man. That's a big that's a big move. You know what I mean? They used to be on Revolt. Breakfast Club used to be on Revolt. I'm not sure what happened with that. But going to BET is is also I mean, listen, it's it's still good. You know, it's still good, man. It kind of brings back the 106 and Park vibes uh somewhat. The Breakfast Club has always been for the culture. They're still for the culture. And um, you know, they've you know, they've had a lot of moments. These moments will now be televised. Uh, and you know, really, really, nothing else to say about that. I mean, if, it's well deserved. It's definitely well deserved. Uh, right now, Breakfast Club is in ninety-one, what ninety-one markets and one hundred thirty-three stations nationwide. And um, you know, that it's just going to continue to keep growing. So it's just going to continue to keep growing, man. I think for BET, that's going to bring you know a lot of a lot of people back to the network. Because really, I don't really. I mean, I got to keep it real. I don't really watch BET all like that. I don't. There's not really. I mean, I watch uh, Family Business on BET whenever that's on. Uh, Carl Weber's Family Business. I watch that. Other than that, I don't really know what else did I watch on BET. I mean, of course, I know they got some other shows like Sisters and stuff like that, but I don't watch those shows. With the Breakfast Club going over there, yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be tuned in, I'm gonna be tapped in. So, um, can't wait for that. April, what is it? What did I say? April seventeenth. Yeah, April seventeenth. You know what I mean? VH1. I don't really watch a lot of VH1. I used to watch VH1 all the time when I was into love and hip hop. I'm not really so much into that because I don't really know anybody on the shows anymore. I used to I used to watch Love and Hip Hop all the time, but now I don't really yeah I don't really know like who the main characters are on the shows. Um. So yeah, so I you know I don't really watch a lot of VH1 that much. I mean, there's movies I watch on VH1 when they put them on, but as far as like actual programming, yeah, I don't really watch a lot of VH1 either. So. This is definitely going to bring some ratings to VH1 and to BET. So shout out to iHeartMedia and BET for for you know making that partnership happen. Um, I definitely I did see, of course you know there's always going to be some negative. I did see some 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 talk about oh uh, Angela Yee should be mad that she left. Um, she she left too soon uh, to do her own thing. Yada yada yada. Listen, no, she didn't. Okay, not she did not at all. Angela Yee is thriving right now. Um, she isn't. She hasn't missed out on anything. Uh, currently, Web with Yee started out in thirty markets. It's now up to thirty nine markets, um, nationally syndicated. I mean, come on, Breakfast Club is at ninety ninety one markets. Web with Yee started at thirty and gained nine more markets. I think maybe nine or ten in like a, two months. So she's on pace to, you know what I mean, kind of get up there. I believe that at some point she will definitely get some sort of partnership with with a, a network as well. She's had some viral moments um, already, and the show is only, you know what I mean, two 
what, maybe two and a half months old, two months old, something like that. So, I mean, listen, they're all thriving. Why can't they all be winning? You know what I mean? Envy and Charlemagne, they're winning. Yee's winning. Like, we don't need to pit them against each other or, or this, that, and the third. They're all, they're winning. So let's just keep it at that. They're all for the culture. They're bringing viral moments for the culture. They're all under the same umbrella with Our Heart Media. And, and right now, Our Heart Media is leading, you know what I mean? They're, they're leading the charge right now. So, you know what I mean? So that, that's, that's just that, man. You know what I mean? That's just that, man. But I don't want to, you know, the whole narrative about, uh, you know, she should be upset and this, that, and the third, man. Come on, man. That's ridiculous, man. That is ridiculous. So, we'll make it clap. We'll make it clap. That's a round of applause to Our Heart Media. That's a round of applause to the Breakfast Club. That's a round of applause to, to Web with G, man. Um, so we, we moving on, man. We moving on. Um, speaking the speaking of Breakfast Club, um, they have a segment with Nala Simone, Pastor Ox. Of course, I really wasn't going to address what was going on with this, but you know, after last Friday's segment with with uh, with Pastor Ox, there was some talk about well, well, this talk, this is continued talk. Okay, this is continued talk. There was last week. It was talk about the you know the Fifty Cent versus Little Wayne versus. I think I might have said something about it. Um. And this week it got brought up again during the Pastor Ox segment. And what we have now is is a versus coming up. We have a versus with uh, Envy, who's going to be, of course, he's going to be rocking with 50 Cent. And Nyla Simone, who's going to be playing Lil Wayne songs. And they're going to do seven songs apiece. And I'm looking forward to it. Okay, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It brings verses back to the forefront. You know, I, I think a lot of people thought verses was, you know, just a, a, a pandemic thing. No, man. Versus is still alive and well. We just haven't had any matchups. Uh, you know what I mean? I guess I guess they've been kind of like waiting to see, you know, what the um, you know, test the temperature and see if people wanted, you know, wanted versus to come back. Of course we want versus to come back. Swiss and Timberland? Well, of course we do. We waiting for y'all. We're waiting for y'all to give us some matchups. Now, of course, I know a lot of artists are touring and moving around a, a little bit more, but they should still have time to do a versus. Okay, they should still have time to do a verses with Swiss and Timberland. All right, um, so I'm looking forward to the verses, man, with with uh, Nala Simona Envy, just because I mean you're going to get seven quality records, seven hit records from each of them, and we get to judge it. You know what I mean? We get to judge it, and I'm here for it. And then uh, you know we got we got some more viral moments with Ray J. You know. Everybody talking about versus, you know what I mean, and and and, and some get back. Ray J is calling out uh, Pleasure P. He wants some get back. Ray J wants he wants Sammy. He wants he wants he wants his rematch. Of course, you know Ray J did not sing the best uh, in his verses. He was not the best uh, in the best condition singing wise. But he posted a video. He wants his rematch. You know what I mean. And there, there's other people we want to see. You know, I think there was some talk, you know, Joe Button talking about wanting to see a versus bracket. Like if, you know, if you had, if you won your versus, can you go against somebody else that won their versus like Rick Ross go against T.I. Or, or something to that effect? And listen, I'm here for all of it. I'm here for all of it, especially if it's live. I think Jim Jones said that they want, you know, him and uh, Dipset, they want some get back against the locks. I'm definitely here for that again. That was definitely a big moment in hip hop history. 
you know, their versus at Madison Square Garden. That was a crazy moment. If they have they do that again, I'll be front row. There ain't no doubt about it, I'll be front row. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I mean, just to, you know, this this hype around the versus coming back around. I'm looking forward to it, man. Versus has has um longevity, I believe. I always believe they had longevity. I believe it's gonna be a little bit different now because you know outside is back open. But ultimately though, it's still a big thing. It's now turned it, you know, it's gonna turn into an event now. It'll be a live event, which is gonna, you know, generate more revenue because you'll be able to sell more tickets. Um, it'll pay the artists more, you know, with with the ticket sales. So yeah, I mean it's it's a win win for everybody. Win win for the fans, win win for the artists, win win for you know Swiss and Timberland and whatever partnership they got going on. And I'm looking forward to it, man. As far as Fifty and Little Wayne, I and, and Nala Simone and Envy and how they're going, you know how they're going to do it. I can't really say who's going to win because I don't know what jams they're going to play. But I know that Wayne don't have a jam that's better than in the club. I know that much, so that's one win right there for 50. So basically that leaves six songs left. I don't know what six songs that they're going to, you know what I mean? I don't know how that's going to roll. But I know for a fact that 50 is definitely getting one. He he has one guaranteed hit record. Um, Wayne, I, I think Amelie could be a guaranteed, you know, Amelie could be a guaranteed hit. I I don't really know, but... I know that in the club is definitely a guaranteed win. I do know that much. So I am looking forward to that. Um, let's see what else we got going on, man. Uh, I definitely want to bring a new segment, man. And and I wanted to do this segment last last week. Okay, we do we we definitely doing the shining segment as well. But I wanted to do this segment last week. This is my glow up segment. Okay, we we this is the glow up segment. Yeah, man, the glove segment, man. We just we just highlighting people, man. Okay, we highlighting people that are, that have that have, that are glowing up. And the 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 glove segment this week is going to Meg the Stallion, man. Okay, I don't know what Meg been doing. I don't know, you know what I mean. I don't know which who she been working out with, what she been eating, but right now she looks amazing. Okay. Megan Thee Stallion right now looks amazing. Um, she's killing the gram right now. She is. Um, she just threw out the first pitch at the Houston Astros game, in which she looked, man. She look. She, she glowed up, man. You know what I mean? It's, after all the stuff that happened with her and Tory Lanes and and the whole trial and everything, of course, you know there was a lot of. She wasn't seen in the best light by a lot of people, um, depending on, you know, which side you were on in that situation. Uh, so, there, you know, there was definitely, she definitely took some time away from social media. Um, but I tell you what, during that time away from social media, she she got right. She got right. Because... And I, you know, I could have done this glove segment with Black China, but I had to pick Meg, man, because Meg is looking amazing right now. So, uh, I believe she did a show, not last week, maybe the week before that. I forget where it was at, 
But um, listen, man. <laughs> Meg didn't glowing up, man. She she didn't glowing up, and not not to say that she wasn't already, you know what I mean. Already like looking, you know, ridiculous before that. But I mean, the glow up is just for the simple fact that she's bounced back from this whole Tory Lanez trial. That that's all. She's bounced back from that, man. Um, and. There was a lot, you know, just just a whole lot going on with that trial, man. I, it was definitely not a not the best look for her in regards to the whole shooting and Tory Lanez. I don't know if you know, but he's trying to get a new trial right now, um, and we'll see how that goes. But yeah, he's in the process of of appealing the whole decision. I was not aware that he was still in jail. But he's definitely still in jail. Um. Yeah, man. He, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, Meg performed at the AT and T block party, her first performance since twenty twenty two. It was in it was in Houston. All right, so she performed at that. So yeah, man. I mean, listen, Meg done glowed up, man. She's she's glowed up, and we love to see it, man. We love to see it. Of course, you know when she makes music and, and drops, she's definitely one of the top female artists out here. You know what I mean? So this glove is not like it's I mean she was already she was already glowing up. Glowed up. But right now, yeah, man, she's glowing. She's she's extra glowing right now. Um in regards to, to Tory Lanez, I don't know what's gonna happen with that. We'll we'll see. But I don't wanna take away from this Meg, this glow up section that we this glove uh segment that I'm talking about. But yeah, man, Meg Meg is, you know what I mean? If you haven't if you haven't seen her, check out check her out on the gram right now, man. She killing it. She is killing it, man. So, um, yeah, man. So that that's our yeah, we're gonna do another glove segment uh next week. Um, I do have somebody in mind who I'm already gonna use for the glove segment. But uh yeah, man. You know what I mean? I, I wanted to introduce that segment um last week, but I I didn't get around to it. So you know, that's just how it goes, man. Um, as far as as far as our shining segment, which is different than our glow up segment, I wanna let's let's reiterate that. You know what I mean? The glow up is about people that, you know what I mean, have glowed up from the last time we seen them. The shining segment, we just shine a light, you know what I mean, to somebody that, that deserves some recognition, man. So So for this shining segment, this is definitely going to Don Staley. Um South Carolina's uh, women's coach, um, just for just being, you know what I mean, who she is, man. Uh, standing up for her players, you know, we spoke about Don. I spoke about Don Staley earlier, um, being a players' coach, um, being one for 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 the culture. Um, she's already a Hall of Famer. Um, uh, she's won three gold medals with Team USA as a player, and was also the head coach of a gold medal winning team. Um. Don Staley was a star, man. You know what I mean? She uh, was point guard at University of Virginia. She's been a star. She led South Carolina to, uh, I believe, one national championship. But she's built, I mean, what she's done in South Carolina, um, she's kind of built them, you know, from the ground up, really. And um, she was, she's been there since, I believe, 2008, I believe. But in 2014, they got their first number one ranking. So making her the only the second individual 
to both play on and coach a number one ranked team um, in college basketball. So that's a major achievement as it is. Um, Stanley has led South Carolina to six SEC regular season championships, six SEC tournament championships, eight Sweet 16s, four Final Fours, and two NCAA Women's National Championships. So listen, man. <laughs> you know, and on in April 2020, Staley became the first person to win the Naismith Award as both a player and a coach. She's also won the other three major National Coach of the Year awards after she led her team to a 32-win season and final ranking and number one in both polls. That was in 2020. Uh, she's been the national women's national team coach from 2017 to 2021. She's finished with a perfect 45-0 record there. I mean, listen, Dawn Staley, man, <laughs> you know, 2020, she won the, to- the Olympics in Tokyo for her first gold medal as a head coach. I mean, what, what more can you say about Dawn Staley, man? She's a, she's an icon living, man. She's a GOAT. She's, she's a female ba- no, basketball GOAT, not women's basketball, basketball GOAT, okay? And just, you know... We love we love Don man. We love Don Staley man. That that's all. So that this 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 shining segment this goes to Don Staley. Um, yeah man, we getting out of here man. We definitely getting out of here. Um, one other thing I do kind of want to touch base on TikTok. Um, shout out to TikTok man. Okay, for adding a specific STEM feed with math math engineering content, and uh you know STEM and science, tech, uh, engineering math. Um, and for somebody, you know, me, I like that type of stuff. So shout out to TikTok for adding that educational um, tab onto their feed. Because at first I didn't know what was going on when I looked, went, went on the TikTok and I seen that. But I think that's a big thing. You know what I mean? Being the fact they have a lot of kids on their app at all times, um, they, you know, they can learn a lot with that with that STEM feed. So shout out to TikTok for doing that. Um, other than that, man, listen, we out of here, man. Next episode... It's going to be a milestone episode, episode 50. And we getting out of here, man. You got it. Episode 49. Jill. You knew it was coming. It's only right to play this before the national championship. And shout out to everybody fasting right now, man. We got one week to go. Easter next week, man. We almost there, man. Shout out Angel Reese. Every year, March one of the best months. Just because of the national the NCAA tournament, man. Shout out Lamar Jackson, just cause, man. Oh, we got and we got this month. We got we got uh, Tank Garcia, Tank and Garcia, coming up April twenty second, same day as Charlemagne's podcast convention. Shout out LSU, man. 
You got it. Episode 49. We out of here. Jib, jib, jib.